Hello, and welcome back to The Ranny Letters, family correspondence during the Yankee migration. In this letter, dated February 2nd, 1851, Lucius writes to Henry in his, what he calls his leisure moments, while our folks have gone to meeting this afternoon. So apparently, although Henry and Lucius don't, some of their relatives apparently do go to church. After giving news of the family, Lucius announces that he and a neighbor have gone into the thrashing business and have processed 10,000 bushels, or about a third of the local wheat. They made $360, most of which went toward the $250 purchase of the threshing machine, wages, and other expenses. But business seems promising, and Lucius plans to lease his farm and pursue the business opportunity. Henry had asked Lucius for details on the cost of flour and transportation the previous fall, but Lucius was ill with typhus and unable to respond. Henry was apparently considering buying flour in Michigan for shipment to New York. The flour was cheap enough Lucius reported, but transportation was high and advanced about 80% toward the end of the season. It's doubtful that Henry could have made money on flour that cost him over $5 a barrel. The high railroad rates made it too expensive to ship the Michigan wheat. About two-thirds of the way through the letter, Lucius mentions that he and Clarissa had a daughter the previous fall. Lucius says the baby is healthy and, of course, a smart and good girl. Lucius asks Henry for an extension of a loan, explaining that due to his illness and the building of a house for his border, he is short of funds. But he'll borrow locally to repay his brother if Henry says he needs the money. After closing the letter, Lucius writes another long paragraph about items that had slipped his mind. Their mother has failed considerable, he says, since returning from a visit to Ashfield, and Lucius is considering a trip east himself once he has leased his farm. At the very end, Axa Ranny writes a few lines to Henry's wife, Marie, asking her to kiss the children for Grandma. So, here is the letter. Allen, February 2nd, 1851. Dear Friends, Thinking that a few lines would be gladly received, I therefore embrace the few leisure moments while our folks have gone to meeting this afternoon, or PM. We are all well. I was sick last fall about six weeks, four weeks confined to the house, with the chill and typhus fever, but have regained my health again. Anson was also sick about the same time. He was very dangerously sick a few days but recovered faster than I did. He goes to school this winter. Lewis and wife and Harrison are well, or was a few days previous. Priscilla and Densmore live in Albion yet. They were out here a few days ago visiting. They are a boarding out and have been the most of the time since they have lived here. He gets $1.50 per day. Priscilla binds shoes what time she gets. Light shoes only. We have not heard direct from AF since you wrote. We received yours of December the 12th, 50. We received a letter from Lyman about four weeks since. He was well. His year with Bishop was then about up. He expected to stay longer. 
As for your boy Lem, he is a regular tramping juror. His habits remain good. He takes love easy. In other words, enjoys life. He started last fall for Illinois. He went there. He stopped at Galena, stayed and worked about a week. He says they were all old country people that worked in the shop. Consequently, he left for some other port. When he wrote, he was in Wisconsin, about 60 miles from Milwaukee. He was at work there. He gets good wages, he said. He is coming back here in the spring. The weather is fine. We have about two inches of snow now. The ground has been naked the most of the winter. We have had good sleighing about two weeks with about four or five inches of snow. It is a good time for slaying the forests, and I assure you, the time is not lost. I and one of my neighbors bought a thrashing machine last fall. We paid $250 for it. We hired a man to work with us, of which we worked at thrashing about two months and thrashed about 10,000 bushels of wheat, which come to $360. Our hired help and expenses would not exceed $60, and the machine is not damaged the amount of $30. We can thrash and clean fit for marketing 80 bushels in 60 minutes. A Michigan story, but true. The town of Allen raised about 30,000 bushels of wheat this year, and other products in proportion, though not of Ashfield. We had 250 bushels of wheat. You wrote me last summer concerning the worth of flour here and the transportation, etc. After wheat began to come into market, I went to Hillside to make some arrangements and inquiries concerning it and should have written immediately to you, but I was taken sick the next day, so I excused myself. At that time, I could get a barrel of flour for five bushels of wheat, and the wheat was worth 65 cents, which, of course, would be $3.25, and transportation to New York was about a dollar, or to Buffalo, about 60 cents. Late in the fall, transportation advanced about 80%, and wheat about three or five cents. Therefore, you can judge whether you could make a speck on flour or not. I have let my farm on shares for three years. The conditions are these. I furnish a team and necessary utensils, one half the seed of all kinds, and have one half the grain delivered in the half bushel. I also put on three cows, 50 sheep, of which I have one half the butter, cheese, etc., one half of the wool, one half of the increase and growth of the stock. We have the privilege of keeping one cow for ourselves. He has the same privilege of the cow. I have reserved about four acres, which contains the house and yard and orchard, etc. I am to build him a house to live in. I am now a building it. The size is 17 by 20, one and a half story high. I shall stay on the place and make what improvements I can, and in the fall thrash. He takes possession in spring. We have a little daughter. She was born the 22nd September. We have named her Caroline Elisa. She is healthy and, of course, a smart and good girl. The money I am owing you, if you wanted, I will try and borrow it if I can. Sickness and building will bring me rather short until next fall. If you can wait until next fall, it would favor me some. 
I rather think that Lewis cannot pay you until then. I have two teams, one I shall keep for my own use. As you are not acquainted here, I cannot write you much news. To describe the country here is, I presume, all useless, for I presume you have heard a great many Michigan yarns. There is all kinds of country here. Just about here, it is similar to Phelpstown land. The railroad running west from Hillside goes through this town three miles from here. It will be completed to Chicago, I expect, next season. I do not want to urge you out of your way, but I should like to have you come to Michigan next season. We have a very good society here. You discover that my pen is always poor, but writing good. Don't forget to write as soon as you receive this. Anson has received some papers from you of Cato. Yours in haste, L. Ranny. I like to have forgotten some small matters. I had a horse hooked by a two-year-old heifer this fall. He died a short time after. The horse was worth about $65. We also had two hogs die when they were nearly fatted. They would weigh about 500, the two. I consoled myself by saying, as the paddy did, they were but a small loss. Franklin's little girl lives here with us. She goes to school. Clarissa sends her respects to you, although she is a stranger. Mother sends her love to you and all and all inquiring friends. Mother has failed considerable since she was to Ashfield. Lewis and Harrison intend to mint it some next season. They are doing tolerably well. My object in letting my farm is to save hiring and get as much improved as I can fix for building, etc., and perhaps go to Ashfield. Marie, I send a great deal of love to you and Henry and want to see you and the children more than I can write. I want you to kiss them for me, Grandma. So that is the long letter from Lucius. The next one in the series will be another letter from Lyman, uh, this time from Fort Smith, Arkansas, on April 28th, 1851. But until then, thanks for listening. I'll see you again next time.